Welcome to This Is Life. Uh, it is Christmas weekend. Can you believe it? It's already here. Hey, I tell you what. Um, I pray and hope that, man, whatever you're doing to close out this year and this decade, I guess, uh, that it, you'll just have a wonderful time with your friends and your family and you'll be able to suspend as much time as you can with those whom you hold uh, the closest to you. Hopefully uh, you, eat, you eat lots of food and you, you drink and you have a good time. You be merry, uh, you know, be safe out there and just enjoy uh, this, this wonderful life that God's given us. And, uh, you know, I, um, this is just kind of an introduction to, today's show i pre-recorded this back in the end of october uh so i sometimes i put shows what they call kind of in the can <laughs> and this was one of those that i recorded it happened to be the exact same week that i was saying goodbye to my longtime best friend uh english bulldog her name was isabella and uh, she had been by my side for literally, literally by my side. When I say by my side, I mean she was a shadow. I had the pleasure of taking her to my office every day. She snored next to my desk. I mentioned it before in a couple of other episodes about how you can actually hear her. If you listen closely, hear her snoring in some of the early episodes. I mean, this dog was with me everywhere. And um, the week that I recorded the episode you can hear today uh, was a very, very tough week for me. And I was just really impressed at the time just to talk about God's grace and about God's grace in the time of difficulty and how it's always going to be sufficient. Even when we are the most desperate, even when we find ourselves at the most empty and tired and beat up, uh, that even Paul, when he was persecuted and literally was in prison and was thrown, you know, uh, all sorts of difficulties his way, he always still relied and, and depended on the grace of God. And so I talk a little bit about that, about how just that even though we do face difficult situations in this life, that God's grace is sufficient for us. And so I hesitated, like, I can say this for maybe next year or whatever, but you know what? I'm like, you know what? What better time of year to talk about God's grace than a time that we are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ on this earth? Now, I understand no one really thinks that Christ, Jesus was born on Christmas Day. We don't exactly know when it happens, but this happens to be the time that we all come together to celebrate it. And it is a wonderful time that we can sing Christmas carols and go to church and spend time with our friends and family and give gifts and all these things that we do. But truly, it's about celebrating Jesus. It's about celebrating the gift of love that he gave us by coming to this earth and giving us eternal life and resurrection in him. And, of course, with that is the promise of grace, the promise of knowing that when we are going through our own struggles and difficulties and we are knocked down like this life is going to do to us all in some way and in some fashion and in some measure, uh, sometimes we're going to be hit and it's going to be minimal. And sometimes it's going to be just a paper cut. And sometimes we're going to hit and it's going to feel like we were stabbed. I mean, spiritually, emotionally, we're going to go through some things. But regardless, God's grace is always present and it's always available. So this is kind of, I want to share just a show here today. Again, it's a little dated, uh, but the, you know, the, the content is still 
appropriate, and I pray it's a blessing to you. Uh, head on over to thisislifepod.com to catch up on the latest episodes. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Follow me on Twitter, thisislifepod, uh, and send me an email. I, I still have not received an email. Somebody out there, send an email to thisislifepod at gmail.com and let me know how you're enjoying the show. I'd really, really appreciate it, and or not enjoying it. If you want to give me some constructive criticism, I don't care, uh, but it's just kind of good to hear from you guys out there so without any further delay here we go all right so today i want to talk about a topic that um you know it's kind of just a follow-up i think to allow the last several weeks of broadcast but this is a little bit more something that i think everybody can relate with you know i remember starting this show this podcast and one of the reasons why the podcast exists is yes to interview people and to talk to people about what's going on in their life and what's important to them and you know and to get to know just people from all types of walks of different life i mean we walk by countless people every day every week you know sometimes you know like for example whenever i, I pick up every single day i go after about three o'clock i get in a, i get my truck and i go down to pick up my little girl from school and literally there are people that i've seen at the you know at the same place i am waiting for our daughters or our sons to get off the bus and i don't talk to them which is you know i get kind of hypocritical right because you guys hear me talk all the time about going and and talking to new people and so maybe this is a kind of my own challenge while i'm talking about this to get to do that i mean for crying out loud there was even a gentleman who is uh, works for the school that i know he's a neighbor he lives like four houses down and he had to be the one to come and be like, hey, don't you live in my neighborhood? And be like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. How are you? I mean, this is a guy that even borrowed my lawnmower one time. So, yeah, I got to do better on that. But, again, that just shows goes to show that everywhere we go, especially in those kind of situations where you are around the same people for different purposes, they're there for maybe a similar but different reason than you, um, use those times to get to know people. And that was one of the reasons why I did the show was I – wanted the audience, you and I, to be able to just get to know people and to have, you know, a, a place that we can go and just listen to other people's experiences and hear what's going, what's important to them, what motivates them, what challenges them, what blessings have they been through, what sufferings have they been through, you know, what are some of the life lessons that they've gained and they've learned and how we ourselves can, you know, benefit uh, our you know, by just listening and by just being a part of their lives in whatever way we can. But another reason that I, I that I want to do the show is because I want to talk about re the realities of life. You know, the, the show is called This Is Life, and the, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, which means that God's blessings does fall on us, but also life happens to us all. Um and just because we are saved, that doesn't mean that we are escaped from life. What it does mean, however, that God is there to help us and get us through those circumstances and situations. But the truth and the reality is all of us are going to suffer. It would, it would almost like, I mean, what's that song that, uh, I think it was Garth Brooks wrote a song called The Dance, you know, where he's talking about, you know, I could have missed the pain, I could have missed the suffering, I could have missed all these, you know, th experiences but if i would have done that i would have had to miss the dance i would have missed the whole thing i would have missed what really makes us us and what you know colorizes us and what really gives us 
just life experiences and gives us wisdom and gives us grit and gets us to be able to overcome obstacles that we may have once at one time not been able to fight over and get over. But because we are, have now have experience because we now have had to go through suffering and have come out on the other side, you know, where the sun did eventually rise and whatever dark times we were going through. Now, when the dark times come again, we're better for it. And we can also help others get to get over it as as well and of course we have just here the last several weeks been listening to somebody and a group of people who did just that who went through the hardest times of their life and went through suffering and there was a lot of grace involved as well and God's still working on giving them grace um, but suffering definitely still happened the, the, unfortunately in life suffering and grace are two sides of the exact same coin and, you know, a good example is even right now, I'm going through a suffering. I'm not trying to make this podcast about me. I'll make it just real brief. But um, I am just two days away from uh, my dog, Bella, who I've had for over 10 years, uh, is now uh, reached the point in her life. She's an English bulldog, so there's not... You know, unfortunately, these these are mutant dogs. These are not dogs that God created and kind of managed to put together this dog to look and behave and act like the way, way man wanted it. Well, because of that, they have a lot of health issues. So their life expectancy isn't what an average dog is. Most dogs and healthy dogs and good dogs can live 13, 14, 15 years. On a high side, an English bulldog is eight to ten and i happen to be very fortunate that my my girl she's lived to be 10 years old this 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 november is it will be her 10th birthday so um however you know i have noticed in the last since april just a just a just a downhill slide and this girl got me through some of the absolute hardest things in my life i think she's a blessing from god I mean, even she was even important to Rachel and I adopting our daughter. Um, the birth mother had a choice of about six to seven to different couples. And what they would do is when she was choosing a family that she wanted to talk to about possibly giving up her baby for uh, and to get into, uh, they go and they give them books and then we sign, you know, it's kind of like when you, when you're filling out an adoption paper, it's really like you're like an advertisement, like you're trying to sell yourself and the way you are. I mean, you're wanting, you wanting to give an honest presentation of who you are that way a birth mother is confident, you know, in, in, in the gift that, that she's going to be giving. So I had no problem with it. And so we created a book that had pictures of our family, and our family at the time was three cats and a dog. Uh, we were hoping for a family and, and having a daughter or a son. Um, and one of the, of course, several of the pages featured our bulldog, Isabella. And I found out that actually the Bella was one of the main reasons why the birth mother uh, decided to pick us as, as the family that she wanted to gift her her daughter to. And, and man, we still, I mean, over and over and over every single day, uh, we are just so thankful that this woman, um, out of a tough situation of her own, but she knew she wanted to give her child to an intact mother, father, home, and a family. That I think that's the reason why she chose the dog is because she, you know, hey, if they can take care of a dog, you know, they can take care of a baby. It's kind of like this, like this loving, you know, thing. And, it, we're just blessed. And so anyway, so Bella has been suffering 
over the months and I, you know, it's really difficult for me to watch because I'm kind of suffering now with her and I took her to the vet last week, kind of a 10 year checkup as it were. And, and I'll spare you the details, but as you can guess, you know, it didn't go so well as far as the expectancy of what we're going to do now. And so I'm just here in just a couple of days. In fact, by the time most of you are listening to this, uh, I'll have had my final vet appointment with Isabella and uh, it's going to be tough and I'm not looking forward to it, but it's a part of life. And I, and anybody who talks to me, you know, my, especially if it's my mother or my wife, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but those, I, those both, either one of those women can break my grief wall in a matter of words. You know, it's about a centimeter thick as it is anyway, but anytime I talk to mom and she asks me, how you doing? Or my wife asks me how I'm doing. Well, you can imagine the waterworks start and I'm just like, I'm not doing okay. But I've had a lot of good memories. She's been a really, really good dog. And I am suffering. I am, again, feeling just this heaviness. And then I feel bad for the suffering, you know? I feel bad for having this feeling because we just got done interviewing, you know, people who've lost their child, you know? And I can't even imagine what that would be like. I mean, with a dog, it's understandable that they're here for a very limited time, you know? Uh, that no one expects to keep pets for decades, uh, you know, you, you expect pets to be just temporary creatures to do you know, for a time. And then eventually, you know, they get old or they die naturally or you get to, you know, give them the final vet visit. Uh, but of course, when you're thinking about children, um, no one expects, desires or hopes or even thinks that they're going to have to be the one to bury their child. That's just not natural. It's just not the way like we've talked about. That's not the way it's supposed to be, you know, and, so, you know, so then I feel guilty and I feel bad for, you know, having my own. But the Lord just kind of reminded me, Sean, every person, every, you know, with, with this life that we're given, we're all going to have to endure and suffer things differently. Um, because these are the things that make us us. These are the, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that God is, our, is if, he, if he's all knowing, God is like we say, you know, then I don't believe that God is surprised by anything that we say or do or is because he already knows and he already has set in motion a path for grace along with the suffering of this world that is just a consequence of sin. All right. Death is the Bible is very clear that death in and of itself, whether it be for dogs or for humans or for anything, is a consequence of sin. And the, along with death is among many other things that just pull, that pulls us either towards God or away from God. And I've chosen, and I hope you have too, to see the things that we go through in this life as things that pull us closer to God because he truly is our author and a finisher of our faith. He's the one who gives us comfort and gives us hope and he gives us, you know, he knows the plans that he has for us. He already knows the plans. All we're doing is just walking and living out the invisible ink that's already been given to you and I. And I believe truly, fully that when the word tells us all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. There's a comma there because they're two separate entities of the same thing. To those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And every single person who loves God is called according to his purpose. And therefore, all things do work together for good. Whenever I give somebody who calls me and say, hey, Sean, you know, I got this job interview that I'm coming up, or I have this decision to make, or maybe I'm looking to go to the school, you know, but I don't know, I have these different options in front of me. Or, I mean, it can even be something as trivial as, you know, I'm looking for 
um, you know, uh, what to do this weekend. I mean, whatever it is, I always tell people, listen, whatever decision you make will end up being the right decision. You just have to have faith in yourself and make a decision on what you're doing. And not only faith in yourself, but most importantly, faith in God, faith that God is not going to lead you down a path that's going to be contrary or what's not the best for you. And I know that's so weird. It's so hard sometimes. In fact, most of the time it's difficult because we are going to have to be faced with absolute, unequivocal, terribly unfair experiences in this life. And I'm talking about circumstances like you just heard with Jessica. That I think anybody in their right mind would say that that was an unfair experience. I mean, with a dog... Losing a dog, that's just a part of life that happens to most people who have animals. Um, but losing a child, that's a whole nother ball game. That's a whole nother experience that most people don't have to go through. And, and you know, you even listening now, you and that doesn't even take away from what we all have. I mean, you listening now may even be going through a circumstance or suffering or where you just literally wake up in the morning and you'd be like, I don't know how I'm going to face today, but I just, I have to find it in me just to keep on going, to keep on walking, to keep on moving, to keep keeping a smile on my face, to remind myself that the word of God says that if there be any praise, if there be any virtue to think on these things. Right. And I know that's difficult. I know that's taught that's hard because that's not what our flesh wants. Our flesh loves misery. Our flesh loves to have, you know, pity parties and, and to be able to, you know, wallow in self in self indulgence, you know, where, you know, we just kind of turn inward. But we as believers, the only way we're going to receive comfort and receive grace is if we just put away the flesh and we just let God be God. I want to go to um, the, the word today and I want to talk from Second Corinthians chapter uh, 12, but we're going to start with verse uh, chapter 11. And so second Corinthians chapter 11, uh, let's start with verse. Okay. Well, let me just kind of back it up. Second Corinthians 11 is basically, we're not going to read the whole chapter, but if you can go there afterwards, after you listen to the show and kind of go as you can have a good base of really what we're talking about here. Second Corinthians 11 is basically Paul expressing all of the trials, tribulations, and then some that he had to go through just to bring the gospel to people. Um, I mean, true sufferings, you know, I, I, we talk about people talking about America, how Christians are persecuted. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that. I think that we are very fortunate in America as Christians, we can, we can freely worship God. However, whenever we want, uh, just because they don't put Merry Christmas in the Starbucks cup doesn't mean that we're persecuted, right? True persecution means that you are imprisoned, you're beaten, you are uh, persecuted for your belief. And that's what Paul did in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He talks about all the things that he had to go through. And it wasn't even for boasting. He even says that several times. I want, he even says the verse, first verse says, I hope you will put up with me in a little foolishness. In other words, I'm going to be sharing some things here that, you know, I shouldn't be doing. It's a little foolish for me to talk about. However, it's important for you to know that these things so that you know that you're not alone when you go through certain circumstances and trials. Again, this is why we have this show. It's not that we're boasting or we're saying, hey, look at me. I went through all this bad stuff because I think that can happen. I remember when I was a pastor, I would have people, we'd have testimony night or night, right? 
And testimony night generally can kind of get out of hand where you end up glorifying your past or if you were once a drug addict or an alcoholic or used to, you know, uh, commit fornication or whatever it is. I mean, pick your poison, right? And the person, when it was their turn to talk on their testimony, would just spend way too much time talking about their past sin and then that'd be it. And then Jesus saved me. Next. And so I'd always say a testimony needs to comprise of three very important equal elements. Where you've been, how you were changed, and what God has done for you from of you since the change. So basically where you were before, before Jesus, the BC, before Christ, how the Lord came into your life and changed you, whether that be someone talked to you, someone maybe you walked into a church, maybe you uh, had a supernatural experience that you know that, that, that God just revealed himself to you in some way, whatever it is that caused you to turn your attention and your heart to, to give to God, that's important. And then also, what has God done in your life since that change, since the conversion, since you gave your life over to God? So it can't just be all about number one. It can't just all be about where all the bad things that I used to do because there's so much more to the, con the, the conversion experience and, and the salvation experience with God. But this is what Paul's talking about. I hope you, that's why he says, I hope you put up with a little foolishness, all right? He goes through the next talking about how he, you know, was, 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 Beaten, bruised, and even I'll even read the last couple. I'll, I'll start with verse 30 of 2 Corinthians 11. Verse 30. If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and the Father of the Lord Jesus, who is to be praised forever, knows that I'm not lying. In Damascus, the governor under King Eridus had the city of the Damascenes guarded in order to arrest me. But I was lowered in a basket from a window in the wall and slipped through his hands. In other words, there's no glory here. I just was able to escape, and, and I was not, there, there was no big show. I was just able to escape in during this time. And then he goes to the beginning of chapter 12. And I want, I want to go there now, because this is kind of where I want to talk about today. He goes, I must go on boasting. Although there's nothing to be gained, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. Because I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up into the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows. He was caught up into paradise, heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Now, when he says weaknesses, that, that could be a lot of things. That could be about his sufferings. That could be about his his, his, his sin. That could be about his insecurities. It could be about the things that just, you know, that make him and you and I human, right? He says, I don't mind talking about somebody who had a true encounter with the Lord, where they were, whether they're in the body or not, only God knows. Whatever they were taught, whatever they were known, I know about this guy who had a true experience with God. Now that we can boast about, but I'm not going to sit here and just boast about all of my sufferings because it's not about that. And then he goes on to say, even if I choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I'd be speaking the truth. In other words, there's things to talk about. 
We could talk about, if you want me to, I can sit here and we can have all night long, sit over dinner, get a cup of coffee, and I can tell you about all the trouble and all the struggle and all the suffering and all those things that I've seen. And I can make a really, I, I can, I can, I, you, can, you can make a movie out of uh, what I had have been through. And he goes, and it would not be lying to you because they're the true t- things. But he goes, but I refrain, verse six, so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say what he is saying is very important there what he's saying is that people ought not to look at us or to have their opinions based of uh, on us about what we say as far as our history or about our boastings about our sufferings those are not what is important what we do and what we say now and who we are and who we really are and how we behave and how we remember we talked about how a couple of weeks ago about being blameless, about having a good reputation, like, you know, speaking kind things one to another. Those things are important. That's who we really ought to focus on, not just sitting here and rambling on and on and on about all the bad things that we used to do or about all the sufferings that we've even had gone uh, through ourselves. Uh, maybe even maybe even consequences of sin or struggles that we didn't even have direct involvement with, but they happened to us again, life, right? Verse seven, or because of these great, of this, these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, okay, which we all can struggle with, let's just be truth. You know, it's, yeah, I remember when growing up, um, for some reason, when, when we were in grade school, it was always really cool to just sit there and brag about all the bad, quote-unquote, things you've done. I don't know if you were like that, but I remember there were, you know, it was like you're always trying to one-up on, on on the other person about things. Well, yeah, you know, I, you know, stole a pencil from the school. Oh, yeah? Well, I stole a Snickers bar from the store. Oh, yeah? Well, I stole $20 from my dad's wallet. I mean, just whatever it is. It's like... We're always trying to one-up each other on things that we may or may not have done just so, so we can seem more cool. And, you know, that's just, the, that's just the flesh's reaction. The flesh likes attention, whether it be good attention or bad attention. The flesh likes attention. And we tend to, our head likes to inflate, right? If you know, And it can inflate even if it's negative attention, even if we are being... You know, uh, how was the word? Even if we are being tended to, our ego is being tended to, even in a negative way, it can definitely inflate our ego. And our ego has absolutely nothing to do with reality. Our ego is just how we feel and believe about ourselves, but it is literally, truly nothing about who we are. Our who we are is how we respond to circumstances, good and bad, and what we say and what we do do not what we think or we like to think that we do verse again let me read it therefore in order to keep me from becoming conceited i was given a thorn in my flesh a messenger of satan to torment me three times i played with the lord to take it away from me and now real quick there's a lot of scholars i'm not i'm not necessarily gonna sit here we're gonna talk about the what is or who is or what's the meaning of a messenger of Satan to torment me? I mean, if I guess if you wanted to, you could say, yeah, that was a demon or, or it could be, you know, I don't know, just his mind or conscious sometimes. How many know that sometimes your brain 
can even just, just play tricks on you and, and make you anxiety, you know, uh, to think you're things that are not really real. For whatever it is, he, with, with the main point is that whatever this thorn in the flesh was, it was so powerful that it, it was so such a driving force against Paul that he literally called it a messenger of Satan. So when you're talking about something that is from the that that is from the example of the most evil then you it's obviously something that's pretty powerful something that's really coming against him and so he says three times i pleaded with the lord to take it away from me and but he said unto me my grace is sufficient for you for my power listen to this is made perfect in weakness Therefore, he says, Paul says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Friends, this is the definition of grace. When we are able to take delight in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties, and understanding that not only are those all of those things a part of life and a part of existence and a part of just being, you know, when we are feeling weak in our flesh and our mind and our heart and we're so tired, that is when God shows himself to be the strongest, the strongest. And therefore, we can be strong. So I've had to do that this week since I've known that my dog is not going to be around for much longer. And this has been my best friend. My literal shadow has come to the office with me every single day and snored next to my desk. And I, you know, literally have a best friend in her. And I am now having to go pay a professional to help her go to sleep and then pass on and not be with me anymore. It is ripping me out just like it would any owner who loves their pets. But I know that even in my weaknesses, even in the hardest times of my, of my life, and this is one of them, I can rely on knowing that God will be strong and he will give me strength for my infirmities for my weaknesses when i when i when i'm ever dealt with persecution he will be the one who it will be my on my side he will be on your side whenever we're facing hardships a lot you know i know a lot of you are even suffering financial hardships right now know that the lord sees that and it's not for you to delight in being like hey look at me i'm broke hey what's up with that that's awesome but it's you saying even even though i am broke even though i don't have any money i know that god is still god he is still the one who's in charge of my life. He's still the one who I have given my life to. And I'm just going to trust him. I'm going to do two things. I'm going to trust God. And I'm also going to trust to, and I'm also going to accept that what is, is it, is, is, it is. Actually, moreover, what was, was. Because every single day we are given a gift. Every single day we wake up, we're given a gift to make yet today better than yesterday. So if we need to, for an example, maybe if we're suffering with, a financial hardship, 
you know, yes, we can sit around and wait for a miracle. You know, we can wait to win the lottery or do something foolish like that. Or we can just really look at our finances, maybe even do some budgeting, or maybe we can go out and get a second job if we have to, or maybe we can find a different job, or maybe we, whatever it is, all I'm saying, I'm not trying to, to shame you or, you know, my, you know if, if you're having financial difficulties, I'm just saying that you and I are given our, our opportunities every single day to overcome these obstacles. And when we can take a step back and let God intervene let god be in control and let our flesh be made weak then we can see clearly the path in front of us then you can see clearly what god has already drawn out for you and me remember all things work together for good to those who love god to those who are calling to his purpose for i know the plans i have for you the plans to prosper you to give you hope and give you a promise my friends this is what it's about understanding that grace is sufficient for you grace is sufficient for me for he, God's power is made perfect in our weaknesses. So friends, if you're like me, and this has been a struggle week, this has been a week where you have found yourself truly in weakness, know that his grace is sufficient for you and hold on to that. Seek it out. Seek him out. Worship him and pray to him and read your Bible or just maybe don't do any of those things. Just be quiet and just let the Lord talk to you. Whatever it is that you know will help you put things in perspective, that's what you're to do because that's what I'm going to do. I know that Friday is going to be an awful day for me. And uh, again, my grief wall is about a millimeter thick, so you have to pardon me here. Uh, but I'm planning on literally doing nothing on Friday. I'm just going to just love my family. I'm going to hold my wife and hold my daughter. I'm going to listen to some praise and worship. I may sleep. I may cry. I may go out, take a walk. You know, I live by a lake. Maybe if it's a nice day, I'll go take a walk. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. But I do know that in my weakness, God's power is made perfect. And I'm going to just trust him to take care of me, to take care of my family, to take care of you, and just trust in him. God bless you guys. Aloha and mahalo. Mm-hmm.